Hello and welcome to another episode of the Reptile Living Room. In this episode we are uh, doing an interview for Herp Chat and we are speaking with Mr. Andrew Wyatt of US Arc and going to talk to him today about uh, where we stand with the reptile rulings as far as Washington and uh, all the rest of it's concerned. So without further ado we uh, caught up with and uh, here's Andrew. Okay so we're here again at the uh, San Diego Reptile Super Show with uh, Andrew and we're going to get an update on what the latest is for the US Arc. Now, to start off, Andrew, you said uh, in your talk, at the Reptile Talks, that the AZA is actually backing the U.S. ARC now. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, the AZA, I don't, I don't know that they're necessarily backing well, U.S. Right, ARC, backing, but, but they're backing our position that we have right. on uh, the constrictor rulemaking uh, at U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and they are opposed to the rulemaking, and uh, they have taken a, a strong stance against it. Basically, they've come to grips with the fact that uh, the zoo's collections are unsustainable without the, the private industry. They are, you know... The reality of it is that there are teenage kids running breeding projects in their their parents' basements that are more sophisticated uh, in their husbandry and success in breeding projects than the the major zoos. The herpticulture is about a decade or so ahead of the zoos in the, the success and the number of different animals that we're able to produce in captivity. And, you know, it, it, even though they don't really want to come to grips with all that, you know, right. the, the fact is that they depend on the private industry for many of their animals. Right, right. And one of the other things you mentioned, too, which I don't know if is uh, as well known as it, as it should be, the USGS uh, document that was uh, proposed or um, by Gordon Rhoda was never actually published in the science journal. The, the only piece of so-called science that they're they're basing the entire rulemaking on was the the risk assessment done by USGS Gordon Rhoda and Robert Reed, um, and that is the the foundation of the rulemaking. Mm-hmm. The problem is it's it riddled with mistakes, errors. Uh, it jumps to a lot of conclusions that, that they really can't support. Um, it's been criticized by scientists from around the world, and it was never published in a a scientific journal. It right. is basically an internally generated report in gray literature. It's right. not a scientific paper. Right, and that's what was interesting is when you brought that up, <coughs> that when you, we, or USR had questioned it, it had gotten turned down, and then we, uh, I heard that you appealed the process again. Is that correct? Well, what, what happened was we challenged the, the constrictor report mm-hmm. under the Information Quality Act. Okay. And so we filed a, a, um, a, a document, a, a request for correction on 16 major points, okay. the, the problems that the paper had. Okay, gotcha. They, um, the, the USGS uh, basically reco- rejected that, um, uh, the entire thing out of hand, saying that they that they that the problems that we pointed out were not problems. Uh, of course, the uh, they had Gordon Rhoda do the review of our request for correction, so he didn't think that, he didn't think there was any problems with his paper. Yeah, so slightly biased on that. So then we appealed that okay. decision, and we went through the appeal process, and again they decided that there was nothing wrong with their paper. 
Um, and but the 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 value in that is that we have created a record, a public right. record of you know stating what the problems that they had were, appealing the process, and now if we if we have to go to congressional oversight or to court or whatever, we have the documentation that we've been going through the process and doing what we're supposed to do, and we've basically demonstrated that they have not shown due diligence, they fudged the facts, they basically bumbled and stumbled through this entire thing, and they've done really shabby work And for anyone who cares to take a close look at it. Now, right. that's the problem, is getting people to take a close look at it. Well, now, in my last recollection, how many scientists did we ha- did, uh, the U.S. art uh, find to look at the paper and actually challenge uh, state that there was, you know, a bunch of hooey, basically? Well, uh, when, the, when the report was first uh, uh, released from mm-hmm. USGS, um, Back in uh, the fall of 2009, mm-hmm. or late summer 2009, I can't remember exactly. There was a uh, 11 uh, scientists from uh, uh, University of Florida, uh, Texas A&M, uh, Arizona State, the National Geographic Society. It was 11 of them total that all basically said that this uh, the the paper was unscientific, that it was riddled with errors, and and then it was not the basis on which to make any uh, legislative any or regulatory changes. Right. That's amazing. Now, <clears throat> one of the other things you mentioned in your talk, too, was there's only one reptile on the injurious species list? No, no, no. no. Yeah, there's only one reptile on the injurious wildlife list of the Lacey Act, and that's the brown tree snake um, uh, in Guam because of its introduction from uh, uh, Papua New Guinea to uh, Guam. Uh, right. So, uh, and, and there's been mixed stories. I had originally thought that it was introduced accidentally um, by uh, uh, military transports coming onto Guam. Right. Um, and, but I was talking to someone uh, the other night, um, a, a scientist, mm-hmm. uh, who said that they have seen reports that actually say that uh, that they were intentionally brought uh, into Guam uh, by a government agency in order to control the rat population, and then they had the the uh, you know law of unintended consequences, where they basically took over, had no uh, natural or very few natural predators on the island, and right. they're basically destroying bird populations there. So I don't know. I, I'm going to have to check back on that right. and make sure that that you know. But uh, either way, it's the only it's the only reptile ever to have been listed. Wow. And so, where do we stand right now with uh, U.S. Ark in the battle between uh, you know getting the the large constrictor ban and U.S. Ark? Um, where does that stand at the moment? Because I know you spent it seemed like a month up over in Washington, you know, going through the different hearings and you know all the footwork and legwork that you know nobody else wants to do. <laughs> right. Well, where it is right now is it is still at, uh, there's an oversight office at the White House called the Office of Management and Budget. Okay. Their job is to decide whether the merits of the proposed legislation or regulation outweigh the uh, uh, economic impact uh, that it would have. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've made a really strong case. We, uh, you know, we gave uh, 
we presented all the, the, the record that we've created uh, since 2008 on this. We presented uh, the economic survey of the industry that we're about to release that, that was done by Georgetown Economics that, that reports that, uh, that we are a $1.4 billion cottage industry, which is, you know, uh, again, demonstrates the poor work that U.S. That, uh, US Fish and Wildlife Service did because their, their uh, assessment of the industry was a fraction of that. Wow. So, um, so all the evidence has been presented to the Oversight Committee, or to the Oversight Office. Mm -hmm. um, PJAC and AZA also uh, made their case, mm -hmm. um, and so we're waiting for a decision from them right now, and it could be as early as the end of the month oh, okay. uh, that, that it is made. Now, so we're hoping that they will turn the rule back. They go to Fish and Wildlife Service and say, hey, y'all did a really poor job with this thing, and we can't let this rule go forward. That's right. what we're hoping for. Uh, but even if it does go forward, that is not the end of it, because we've got friends in Congress that said they will take it to uh, a House Oversight uh, Committee, um, but they cannot do anything about it until it, uh, the rule is enacted. They can't, okay. you know, until there is actually a rule there, mm -hmm. they can't do anything about something that doesn't, doesn't exist, exist yet. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that would be the next step is to, to go to House Oversight. Okay. Now, if the rule is enacted, does that immediately mean that we have to start worrying about, you know, what snakes we're keeping, or do we have to wait for the appeal process? It's, no, it's it? likely that it'll be, uh, that it would be, even if it were to go through and there was nothing we could do about it, mm -hmm. then it would be a year or so before it would uh, take effect. So, um, but I mean, that's no guarantee. They could, they could, they can do whatever they want. They could do it tomorrow if they wanted to. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. So if, they, if the rule gets enacted, they could, they, it could take effect immediately if they wanted to. So okay. they've, they've got that latitude, but it's not likely that they would push it inside of the next year. Right. Right. Okay. Now, anything else that we can do besides, uh, you know, doing the donations thing? Um, you know, getting information out there for U.S. art. That's what the biggest thing right now is raising money because this has been an incredibly costly fight, and right. uh, and it's just amazing uh, the amount of money. And so we really need to raise money right now. You'll see me hustling all summer long mm -hmm. and into the fall at uh, all the big shows around the country. Uh, and we've got some other ideas for outside the box uh, contributions. But you know, there's a there's a lot of folks out there who have been members who have not renewed their membership. There's a lot of folks out there that need to become members so so join us art and even if you are a member in good standing already and you want to donate five ten twenty dollars five hundred dollars whatever it is yeah. go to us art website usart.org and and hit the donation button right, you know? right. so uh, but we we need we need funding and if we have to go to a lawsuit in the end that we need to build that war chest and we need to start now right right now, what is your what is your thinking on the ruling? Do you think that uh, it's going to go to that point where it's actually going to have to go to an oversight committee, or do you think we have a strong enough case where they're just going to? Well, know? I think we've made a really strong case. Right. And I mean, it, it, to me, it's a slam dunk. Right. We've done it. We've we've made a really good case. They've made a really poor case. But we're talking about the federal government yeah, here. The government, and, yeah, and, so. and, and the current administration is not all that friendly to business. So you know, we'll right. just have to see. You know. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, Andrew, and uh, love having you at the show as always. All right, folks. So there you have it. That was Andrew Wyatt from the U.S. Arc. Uh, do like you said, folks. Get out there and donate. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to be mowed over and we're not going to be able to keep the reptiles we want to keep. Uh, in the infamous words of Mr. Mark Romansky, today it's pythons, tomorrow it's poodles. And uh, he's not kidding, folks. 
this stuff is very serious. We need to get out there and donate, become a member, um, even, you know, 5, 10, whatever you got. Just donate to U.S. Arc and do not let this reptile ban go through. If it starts here, there's no telling where it's going to stop because it's going to set a precedence later on for worse and uh, for worse legislation. That's all there is to it. So, once again, uh, we'd love for you to leave some comments on the blog, um, leave some comments in the show notes, what have you, and uh, do tune in next week, and we'll see you here in the Reptile Living Room.